your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Mary Lou MacDonald, A Republican Riddle is the latest book by former Minister for Transport, Tourism and Sport Shane Ross and he is signing copies of the book in Limerick today. It details the Sinn Féin leader's life, her rise to power in Sinn Féin and her political influences and Shane Ross joins me on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning Joe. Nice to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. No problem at all. Will Mary Lou MacDonald be Ireland's next and first female Taoiseach in your view? Well, I think the odds are very, very much in her favour at the moment. <clears throat> you can see the opinion post at the moment, but she's riding high. She's been riding high by 36%. And the other two parties, the other two main parties, down around 20 So she's, if there is an election tomorrow, Mary Lou MacDonald will certainly be the leader of the largest party in the Doyle and will be in a very, very strong position to be the next to the next T-shirt, the first woman T-shirt and the, and the first champagne uh, minister ever. So, yeah, it's, it, it's difficult to see a situation whereby she was actually pulled back from that position and not going to be teaching. And would you see that as part of a coalition rather than an overall majority for Sinn Féin? Yeah, over, over, overall majority territory is kind of well over 40. And it's, it, you know, it's it, the general consensus seems to be that uh, the days of overall majorities are over. Uh, so I, I I would think the more likely result, but you, know, you never know in politics, is that Mary Lou MacDonald will be the leader of the largest party looking for coalition partners. Um, I thought she'll first of all she look she look on the left, but it's difficult to make coalition parties partners on the left because this they're so split. You know, there's people for profit, the Greens, the, the Labour Party, and it mightn't be a very stable government. And I, I imagine that uh, eventually she'll go and talk to whoever is the leader of Fianna Fáil at the time, and, and uh, that will be the way to a more stable Sinn Féin-led government. Mm. So you don't think that Fine Gael would contemplate it at all? Well, I think there's some elements in Fine Gael who would, certainly. But, you know, traditionally, they're, they're, they're massively opposed to Sinn Féin and everything it stands for, both economically and uh, and constitutionally. So I think it would, be a, it would be an incredible leap, although we've seen incredible leaps. You know, we've seen Sinn Féin and we've seen Fine Gael, Fine Gael get together. It would be an extraordinary and a last and final leap, I think, for Fine Gael to to do that, I think it's more likely that Pinafore will do it. Mm. Shane, how well do you know Mary Lou MacDonald? Well, I did know her pretty well when, when uh, I had a very, very good relationship with her. When uh, we were both on the Public Accounts Committee, we were both in opposition at the time in the Doyle. We were elected to the Doyle on the same day, in 2011. Uh, and she and I worked on the Public Accounts Committee together. Uh, we, were, we were working on the same type of issues, but making people accountable. To, I, I, I observed her very well and she was extraordinarily good on that, uh, and she was very, very good at bringing people, calling people to account, forensically uh, demolishing sometimes their arguments and defensive uh, and defences. Uh, and it was it was a very interesting period. I got to know her well. I got to know her methods quite well. But she was not operating in a kind of political hothouse where she is most of the time now. In other words, she was she was doing something non-party political, which is that what that committee is meant to be, at least. Uh, and and she did it, she did it very well. I got to know her pretty well at that time. I had good relationship with her when I was in government, and she was in opposition at that stage. Uh, and uh, and I like her. I mean, yeah. I, I say this in the book. The book is is I hope balanced, but it's, it's very critical in parts and very positive in parts. But but I like her, and it, that that is yeah. a kind of running theme about her. People like Mary Lou McDonald. 
we uh, are chatting to Shane Ross about his book Mary Lou MacDonald A Republican Riddle he is signing copies of the book in Limerick today and I'll let you know where um, a little bit later on in our chat did she cooperate with this book? No uh, she didn't uh, I, it was in some ways it was a pity in some ways it was a good thing because you don't the book is more independent if the if the author is if the subject isn't actually telling you what to write or releasing information to you selectively and it's not an authorized biography i met her uh and she and we we met about may last year uh, and i told her what i wanted to do and she was a bit surprised and she thought it was premature uh she came back uh, she she went away she said she wanted to think about it she came back after a week and said no i don't want to do it she said i, I won't stand in your way but i'm not going to it make it easy for you all i actually really wanted was to meet members of her family in Cape to give her open the door for me there so that I could talk talk about what she was like as a child and what her family was like and all that background. Uh, and so I didn't get that from her, but this is actually full of background. Yeah. Uh, but I had to go elsewhere to get it. Um, and it was it took a lot a lot longer and it's very colourful. I, I mean it talks about lots of lots of I, family, yeah. And and thinking about it, Jane, um how much are we entitled to know uh, beyond her public decisions and policies? I mean, I interviewed the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, on this show a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago in the run-up to the budget. I don't know him or the sky over him, and I know nothing about his background. But I don't think it affected the interview, because what was relevant, surely, was his public decisions. Yeah, I, that would be the case if you were writing, if you were holding an interview and you were holding him accountable for that. This was this was uh, a story. This is a story of one person's journey through life, probably from from birth to becoming T-shirt, and a very unusual story. But it's a, it's a biography, and it's not just about her political life, and it isn't meant to be. It's a biography of a person and and of stuff that we don't know. And I've never come across. And I, I get your point. Uh, I've never come across a biography which doesn't go into the background of people. I mean, you you can't write about a person, a person's life up to now, and say I'm not going to tell you about her parents, I'm not going to tell you about her grandparents, I'm not going to tell you about her sisters, her brothers, you know, all that sort, of, all that sort, of, her cousins, and no background. Sorry, no school, no nothing, just straight into a politician, into her political accountability. But, but I, I suppose the point being that, you know, a lot of the people that you mentioned there, I mean, yeah. they're not public figures at all. And, you know, why yeah. would they deserve public scrutiny simply because a relative of theirs happens to be the leader of a political party? Yeah, many many of them obviously are, are in the background. But many of them, many of these stories which, and, and I've, I take I take that point and I think it's, it's a fair point. Many, but many of them in fact, including including a father, uh, a lot of his, a lot of a lot about him actually was taken straight from the newspapers. It's taken straight from the book. It's straight yeah. from the book from the newspapers, and it, it, he went to the newspapers himself and, 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 and took himself out of the public. Uh, the other thing I'm wondering about is. You know, caricature obviously can be dangerous. I mean, for example, yeah. Shane Ross, you know, you're often caricatured as a tennis playing posh fella with a big house on the hill. You know, you are. Yeah, I so, I, I mean, does does Mary Lou unfairly suffer from a, a similar type of characterization, if not specifically the one I related to you? You know, more generally. <laughs> well, I don't mind that. I mean, people, I don't think once you're in the public life. You get lampooned and criticised and given a, a, a terrible time at the media for various things, including your personality and your background and everything like that. And my background is constantly being uh, being raised 
uh, about me in public life. I don't mind. That's that, that's my background. That's where I come from. That's 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 who I am. And I think people, I, I may not like it particularly, but I think people are entitled to know a bit about you when you're when you're making decisions on their behalf, and they're entitled to know where you come from and where your what your what your natural prejudices would be. Uh, and I. I, I find no difficulty in saying, look, she was a privately educated. I think it's really interesting. She was a privately educated, uh, privileged education that she had in her third, third level in Trinity. She was at, at, a, at a convent in Dundrum. She lived in a, in a, in a really well-off area. And then she suddenly, end, and this is not suddenly, but she ends up as, as leader of Sinn Féin. Now right. that's something which which and, is quite quite unusual and very very interesting. But, but as, a matter, she, of, as a matter of interest, though, I mean, if you look at any political party, you know, when yeah. they are calculating who their leader will be, they think about beyond the base, don't they? Particularly yeah. in our system, which is a lot about transfers. I mean, is Mary Lou Macdonald not the ideal leader for a party looking for votes and transfers beyond their traditional base, as Sinn Féin is in the next general election? Yes, exactly. That's exactly the point I'm making. It's, it's a kind of brilliant political decision because of her background, because of the way she where she comes from. Look, she's she's appealing in, in particularly in Dublin but elsewhere to a to a range of people who would never have voted in Spain twenty years ago. And but, but is that not the ev- is that not the evolution of pretty much every party? I mean if you go back to the foundation of this very state, you will yeah. see parties develop you know in, in a similar way to the modern Sinn Fein. I suppose, so, although you know, the the Finnafall the Finnegale thing is a bit it's, it's more family orientated. But yeah, of course, the evolution is there. But you you, you hit the nail on the head. That's what we want to know about. That's what's so fascinating is how it happens and who the people are who managed to do that and to make that leap and who happened to bring the people along with them. And what she's done is she's moved. She's she's become she came from a party in about two thousand somewhere around now. Yeah, I've been a party which is full of very military former IRA people and she's converting it into something which is completely and utterly right. different. And it's a magnificent feat in political terms. Right. And from your observations from writing the book, what is Mary Lou MacDonald's leadership style? It's difficult to know exactly. You don't know what happens inside Sinn Féin. Right? It, I've, I've traced it in the book and I've said quite a lot of what happens within Sinn Féin. But Mary Lou has brought into, I think, the, she's a very open person as a personality, and, and as I say, people like like her. But she's brought into the kind of secrecy that Sinn Féin surrounds itself with, and by that I mean they were once once they weren't going to cooperate with my book. None of them cooperate with my book openly. At least at the end of the day, lots of them talk to me, you know, behind the scenes or down the country or something, something like that. But they, and she is she's certainly brought into that leadership style. It is very disciplined. And she's brought into that discipline. I don't think that was her natural style. But, but again, again, doesn't every party want discipline in their messaging? And, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure you know that from your own experience in government. Governments want yeah. discipline in the mission. I'm sure they weren't always too happy with you as a minister, Shane Ross, some of the utterances you made in public. Yeah. No, uh, what, what you say is right. They all want it. But Sinn Féin does it. All parties lead the parliamentary party meetings. They leak from the cabinet. They do all that, all that sort of stuff now. And you know that was generally studied most of But Sinn Féin are effectively very secret. Sinn Féin keep that kind of, Sinn Féin do not leak. 
And that's a, a, a real difference from them and from the fall and from right. here. They have that discipline, which comes from oh. their history. Which So they're very successful in terms of dis- discipline in a way that the other parties are absolutely okay. hopeless. Okay, okay. All right, well, listen, thank you very much for talking to us. The book is uh, Mary Lou MacDonald, A Republican Riddle, and it is by former Minister for Transport, Tourism and Sport and indeed journalist of uh, many years as well, Shane Ross. He is signing this afternoon, by the way, in Limerick Easton's O'Connell Street, Easton's Crescent and Parkway Shopping Centres and O'Mahony's on O'Connell Street, all in Limerick this afternoon if you want to pop along and uh, have uh, the book signed by the author, Shane Ross. Shane, thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.